Okay, this episode is different than any other episode that we've done before because we are going to be talking about jaw pain. And this is something that is so incredibly common. I mean, whether you have osteoarthritis or not, but not a lot of people talk about. And there's actually a lot of myths out there. And so I met today's guest on Instagram. I stumbled across her content. She's also a physical therapist. And I started using her tips myself as I have been experiencing some jaw pain and you know grinding at night, those sorts of things. And her content has been amazing. And she actually specializes in helping people with jaw pain. So we are going to be talking all about what you can do to help your jaw pain, the biggest myths that are out there, and then actually some movements and some exercises that you can do to really help to relieve your pain because we know that movement is incredibly important and it even applies to the jaw. So without further ado, I am going to introduce you to today's guest. So this is Dr. Liana Sped. She is a doctor of physical therapy and she's also a myofunctional practitioner, therapist, (laughs) but she will tell us more about that. So if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and kind of tell us a little bit about how you came to specialize in the jaw. You're listening to the Adventuring with Osteoarthritis podcast. Do you want to learn how to live an active life with osteoarthritis? Hear inspiring stories from others just like you and find out the best ways to naturally tackle joint pain. This podcast has you covered. There are so many possibilities that your healthcare provider may not be telling you about, and surgery isn't always the answer. This podcast is not medical advice. Now, here's your host, doctor of physical therapy and osteoarthritis specialist, Alyssa Kewen. Yeah, thank you so much for having me today. I really am just so honored to be able to be on your podcast and talk about what I do. Yes. So, yeah. So, um, I'm a physical therapist and a myofunctional therapist. And yeah, and I primarily treat people with jaw pain. Um, so, jaw pain, headaches, migraines, you can even uh, neck pain, uh, sleeping issues, airway disorders are all in my realm of who I who I treat. Yeah. That's awesome. And how did you come to specializing in kind of this area? Yeah. Very long, well, a long story, but I'll, I'll try and shorten it. <laughs> okay. Um, so I've been a PT for about a decade now and I started in neurology. I started in inpatient neurology and, um, that was, you know, two, three years or so. But when I transitioned into outpatient neuro, I really fell onto the concussion population and with concussions, a lot of people also have TMD with their concussions. So that led me to TMD. I started to get certified in my dry needling certification. And I, the last part of that certification was taught by a woman physical therapist who was her specialty was craniofacial and orofacial pain. And I was like, just mind blown. Cause I was like, this is a subset of our, like a specialty that we can do in our profession. I just had never even heard of it before. Uh, so that just, that paired with marrying an orthodontist, I just went all in. And then also I have the hist- I have TMD myself. So I was like, this is, this is what I got to do because there's a lot more people out there that, you know, have this and don't really know what to do about it. Yeah. And let's just clarify what TMD is. Yeah. So TMD, 
Yeah. So TMJ is the temporomandibular joint. So we all have them. It's like saying you have a hip. Um, so you have two of them. TMD is the disorder. So sometimes I, a lot of times on my Instagram, I put the J in there, TMJD, just so people, um, understand that it's, you know, the jaw that we're talking about. Cause I feel like people are always like, Oh, I have TMJ. <laughs> I guess it's actually TMD. Um, that's very interesting. Okay. And is that one of the more common conditions that you particularly see of the jaw? Yes. Yeah. TMD. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, and what are maybe some common symptoms of that condition? Yeah. So some of the common ones are simply jaw pain. Um, a lot of times the jaw pain is just right, like a, maybe a half inch in front of your ear, one side or both sides popping and clicking, um, you know, maybe some ear symptoms as well. So ear fullness, ringing in your ears are also common symptoms, headaches, migraines, some uncommon symptoms would be some difficulty with swallowing, um, gag reflex. Um, and then also I should say more common too, is also neck pain is associated with it as well. Okay. And I was actually just reading a research study about, they took a bunch of people that had a bunch of different conditions and a subset of that was osteoarthritis. And they came about to say that there was about 18% of people with osteoarthritis that also had joint pain or also had jaw pain. (laughs) Um, so have you seen a correlation with say like chronic pain in other joints, and then it kind of creating this like tension and this tightness, then going into creating jaw pain. Um, let me think about it. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people's maybe start with more like neck pain or, um, that kind of, of pain first or jaw pain and then neck pain. I think they kind of go like hand in hand. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And so I know that you talk a lot about, well, being a physical therapist, we're very movement biased. And you talk a lot about movement as well as posture of your tongue and how your tongue is positioned. And just like how you, you know, sitting at a desk, you have a certain posture. Your mouth has a certain posture too, which is something that I have been learning and really trying. Um, And so I want to just kind of talk a little bit about what that positioning is and maybe what role the tongue plays in creating jaw pain, but also on the flip side, creating relief. Yeah. So, you know, I used to, you know, maybe five or so years ago, really focused mostly on posture, like neck posture and shoulder posture, you know, how you're sitting at your desk, car, all that kind of stuff. And then I really stumbled upon myofunctional therapy. And that's really where I learned more about the position of the tongue. And the tongue has so much to do, and it's almost even more impactful than focusing on the rest of your posture. Um, So the tongue is connected all along your lower jaw. uh, So it really, when it's in the right position, it supports your lower jaw. um, And you almost can't really even clench if your jaw or your tongue is in the right position. So you're probably wondering what the right position is. So I coach people to, you know, find this position. You say the letter N. And hopefully your tongue is hitting your, the roof of your mouth, but not touching your front teeth. If it's touching your front teeth, you just bring your tongue back a little bit, and then you're going to lightly suction your tongue to the roof of your mouth, keeping your tongue at that very, you know, front part of your palate. 
that is the correct tongue posture. And then you want to make sure that your teeth aren't touching and your lips are closed. So tongue up, lips closed, breathing through your nose, teeth apart. Interesting. And so is this something you essentially like train yourself to do then kind of automatically? Yeah. So a lot of what I do when I work with clients is teaching the correct tongue posture, but then also giving them exercises to improve the strength and endurance of their tongue. So it becomes more of a natural position versus something that you're thinking about and, you know, having to really pay attention to all day. Okay. And can you give us maybe insight on like one or two movements that may be helpful or just for someone who's listening or watching to just try and see, because I was trying the tongue one (laughs) and I'm sure whoever was listening probably was trying it too. Um, But are there any other movements that you kind of see globally can make a big difference? Yeah. So globally, um, obviously tongue posture, my favorite one is to, um, you can get like little mints and maybe I, we can tag these in your, in the bio or in the description of the, of the, um, episode. So little mints or little orthodontic rubber bands. I hope none of you are too traumatized by orthodontics to use those. (laughs) Um, these are the best ways to really work on tongue posture. You would just put one on the tip of your tongue, bring it to that end spot that we just talked about and hold it for a prolonged period of time. Maybe while you're working at your computer, while you're reading a book, watching TV, doing laundry, something that's like low level, but you know, you still have to hold your tongue there. Um, Then the other group of exercises that I really focus on with people who have TMD is what I call um, like tongue and jaw dissociation exercises. So being able to move your tongue separate from your jaw. So what happens is when we don't move our tongue separate from our jaw, our jaw then starts to move more than it should. It kind of creates a hypermobile environment. And when you have that hypermobile environment, that's when you start to get your joint noises. You start to get, you know, maybe that's, you know, how the arthritis maybe starts our, um, sets in a little bit early on the early side. So really focusing on teaching people how to dissociate their tongue from their jaw is extremely helpful. So my favorite exercise for that, I call it waggle spot is toggling your tongue back and forth between your, like one side of your mouth to the other while focusing on keeping your um, jaw still. So it looks like this. Very interesting. So you'll notice um, usually the first time that I'm evaluating a person, their jaws all over the place, right? They're basically, it looks like that their, um, their tongue is follow or their jaw follows their tongue. Oh, okay. So yeah, pretty, pretty cool. Um, yeah. So those would be like the two big things um, really is tongue posture and then jaw dissociation. Okay. Interesting. And I know that you also talk a lot about the myths out there. So I know that you've mentioned like night guards and a couple of other things. So I maybe want to go through maybe the top two or three myths that you see out there or that you have to usually dispel with a lot of people. Yeah. Um, We'll talk about the night guards. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a myth per se, because some of them are very helpful if provided by the right provider, okay. but it should always be accompanied with exercises, which is not on, which is very uncommon to have, right? Um, a lot of times people go and get their night guard or they go get their TMD appliance and that's it. There's no exercises given. It's pretty much in the physical therapy world. Like you're given a brace and then 
you're not going to physical therapy. So we would never do that, right? We would never give somebody a knee brace or an ankle brace and just say like, okay, you're done. Sure. Although unfortunately that happens as well. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Just maybe hopefully a little less infrequent than it does with the jaw. Yes. Um, So that's like, I think the biggest myth is that this night guard or this TMD appliance is the is like the last stop. Like that's, that's the best it's going to be. Um, and that's all you have to do. But in reality is that jaw exercises and supporting your jaw and doing the work can provide even more um, relief than just the night guard itself. Sure. And I mean, I was given one and just sent on my way. So <laughs> I can, I was too. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, so what are maybe some other than myths um, that you typically hear about? Yeah. So I guess it's myths is like, um, well, one we can talk about is that arthritis, there's nothing to do for your jaw, jaw arthritis, right? Oh my gosh. That's tongue tie almost. <laughs> jaw arthritis. <laughs> um, but there is like, I think people know from your Instagram page that, you know, strengthening the muscles around the joints can provide a lot of relief and it's the same for the jaw. It is another, just another joint in your body. And it has a ton of muscles that work together to support it. So, you know, really working on those muscles, strengthening them, you know, improving their endurance can significantly improve jaw arthritis. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And then is there anything else not particularly maybe a myth or just like a misconception or I guess something out there that people tend to get hung up on? Um, I think people really tend to get hung up on the popping and clicking and the disc displacement. I think with more imaging that's coming out, um, people are, they're like, oh, a disc is displaced or, oh, I have arthritis. And just that imaging creates more of a fear-based, um, you know, sense, you know, it went in around treatment that they're almost perseverate on this disc being out of place. And when in reality, and I think you and would know this too, is that we don't really know when that disc came out of place and whether it's truly associated with those symptoms. And honestly, a lot of times that disc is pulled out of place by a muscle, your lateral pterygoid. So if that muscle's in spasm, that disc comes out of place, not necessarily that the disc itself just like slips out. Right. Sure. And also I think a lot of people are, you know, well, is the disc out of place. It has to come back in order for me to have complete relief. And that's really untrue. Um, the body adapts in so many ways. Um, you know, there's a lot of adaptations that happen around that disc to really protect the body. And, um, so you don't need that disc to come back into place in order to find relief. Very interesting. And I'm sure that it could be quite synonymous with discs in the lower back or in the spine, kind of the same way you hear discs out of place and, you know, it brings about all this fear and anxiety around it, but it doesn't always necessarily bring symptoms or it doesn't always necessarily mean, you know, something serious is going on. Now I can of course bring pain and, but it can also be reverse or it can be helped with certain movements. And I think the jaw movements that we talked about earlier are very interesting um, because again, it's, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted you on here is because almost nobody talks about this. And I think that's what can be the hard part about jaw pain, you know, holding a lot of tension there is people don't exactly know where to turn. And mm-hmm. so 
Now, aside from physical therapy, of course, we're very biased towards that. Um, but if someone maybe is having jaw pain and perhaps wants to get a referral for physical therapy or, you know, wants to get things checked out, um, who are some of the best maybe professionals that you found to be somewhat helpful in this process or to at least have some, you know, a little bit forward thinking? I know not everyone is like that, but um, would it be like a dentist, like an ENT? Are there certain professionals that you would maybe send someone to? Yeah, honestly, as much as I love physical therapy and I think it's an awesome profession, I think myofunctional therapists are almost better at identifying like the dysfunctions that are occurring in TMD, okay. um, a lot of the other professionals out there. And that's where a lot of the tools and techniques and education that I've, I've learned comes from is more of the myofunctional therapy than physical therapy per se. Um, and that's because myofunctional therapists focus on what's called OMDs. So oral facial and myofunctional disorders and TMD is one of 32 of them. So in reality is that TMD is going, you're going to have a couple more of them, right? There's going to be a couple of these, what they call disorders that accumulate together. And myofunctional therapists are very good at identifying those disorders and being able to treat them. So I honestly like to point people into the, um, the direction of a myofunctional therapist first. They're also really great at networking. So if there's a reason for you to go see a dentist or an orthodontist or an ENT, a sleep specialist, they're going to know the ones to go to. Okay. Interesting. So just a Google search of a myofunctional therapist near you, and then that would be something to explore. And I think that that's interesting because a lot of times it's, you know, going to a primary care doctor or someone, and but you're not knowing like who to ask for or what to search for. And so I think that if you just kind of search for somebody near you to see if there is anyone, if there's someone you can meet with, and then of course, kind of going your direction as well, because you have both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So- a definitely a simple Google search uh, for myofunctional therapy. Um, and really there's all walks of life that can be myofunctional therapists, physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech language pathologists, RDH, RN, you know, dentists. So there's a bunch of different people that can hold this, um, this certification. Um, and I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> okay. Perfect. <laughs> um, if somebody wants to find out more information about you and about kind of looking into how you practice, where would be the best place to go? Yeah. So you can definitely visit my website. It's reviveptct.com. Um, on there is pretty, a lot of information on, you know, well me, um, but also what I do. So how I treat the jaw, um, you know, how it talks about, you know, tongue ties. It talks about TMD. It talks about the tongue um, it's going to talk a little bit about airway. And then I also have some resource, not resources there. I have, um, some of my handouts or PDFs that are available for free, like a free ebook. If you want to go there and download it, um, there's, um, some blogs. I'm going to be posting like my podcast that I've been on recently. So that way, if you want to listen to those, you can, um, but that's probably the best place to learn more about what I do. 
Perfect. And that's awesome. And I will put that down in the description and in the show notes. Um, and then if you were listening on the podcast, I highly recommend heading to YouTube, heading to my YouTube channel and watching the actual video. Cause you can see a couple of the demonstrations that are harder to perceive as you're um, just listening. So I would highly recommend that just search my name, Dr. Alyssa Kewen, and then you will see her um, interview on one of the playlists below. I will also put the link down to those mints that you were discussing. Um, so if you want to test that out, I know I am going to be actually trying that. <laughs> so that's going to be interesting and trying a couple of these things off camera. <laughs> um, so I will put that information down below. So if you want more information about how to tackle jaw pain, what you can do about it and how to reduce it. I would highly recommend checking out her information because it's definitely very, very helpful. And like I said, not a lot of people are talking about it. So are there any parting words that you would like to leave with us today? No, just thank you so much for having me. I really, honestly, this was wonderful. And, you know, I also just want any of your followers, if you ever have any questions, just like, please feel free to DM me. I love to chat. I love to talk about what's going on with you. So um, help you in any way that I can. And that is so awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. And I hope that if you are listening or watching, you found this very, very helpful. If you want to check out the other episodes, you can search Adventuring with Osteoarthritis on any podcast platform, or you can always find me here on YouTube. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the Adventuring with Osteoarthritis podcast. If this podcast has brought you hope and inspiration, make sure to hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Also, if you're looking for more information on how to start your own arthritis adventure, head to www.keeptheadventurealive.com or follow me on YouTube by searching Alyssa Arthritis Adventure. That's A-L-Y-S-S-A Arthritis Adventure. We'll see you next time.